Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger Den, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. From the mists of legend and right straight into your goddamn motherfucking ear holes. This is the most dominant podcast in comic book history. That's right. Blue Tiger Revenge. I am comic book creator Tad Galusha, and I'm super pissed off because the world doesn't want this episode to fucking happen. And with me is the heart and soul. You love him as much as I do. He's big. He's bad. He's fresh from vacay, so he's ready to rock big Brian Bales. How's it going, Big Brian? Well, well <laughs> not well. Not well. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who are listening, we just went for a solid 35 minutes. Uh, and uh, yeah, I did not press record. It was beautiful stuff, too. I was my in, my original intro. It was golden. the best I've done in a year. And, and we're never great. we're never going to get it again. Nope, because my buzz is gone. Now. It's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, and uh, I'm sad, and you know the Tiger Cubs at home are also sad from that as well. But uh, here we are, you know we're Tigers. You know if uh, we're back, we're bad, we're beautiful, we're ready to just squirt that milk all over you. So let's get to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're Tigers. We got like eight nips, man. It's just that's like true. A that's explosion. true. Explosion. And and oh. you know what? When when one hunt is unsuccessful. Uh, another hunt opens itself up. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. You got to be, you know, like like the the legend of the blue tiger. You got to be mystical, but also deadly. Yeah, and you know what I think it was. I don't. I think I actually pressed record, but I want to say I watched you hit the button because we are the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting, and you know sometimes we speak such truth that the deep state doesn't want. Uh, doesn't want what we say to come out there we go there we go there we go so i mean that seems to be the trend that all these assholes are pulling these days like oh the, the, every every agency of the government is acting against us they don't want this information getting out there what i'm telling is the that's truth. right that's that's exactly what it was so i think like uh you know a, a deep state agent was here they had their cloaking device on like the predator from prey and they actually pressed the record they actually stopped the recording uh, because oh. we were in such a flow that I would not have noticed it. So yeah, and we were taking down all the big dogs. Yeah, all of them. We were going. We were going hard in the paint at Ezra Miller, which I think. Yeah, I'm kind of done with that. Yep. Yep. Um, piece of shit, dirt bag. They should just cut him. That's all we need to say. Really, <laughs> cut him from the Boom. movie. Cut him from just, the movie. From everything. Yeah. Just. Just get get them out of here. Get them out I'm of here. Buzzed enough. I almost said something really terrible, but I'm not going to. That's good. Uh, I would edit what? it out. We need to. There's one thing we do need to talk about. Re, revisit is pray. Uh, pray. Uh, you said like you said it first because like you said like like we said when we weren't recording. Low level psychics. Yeah. 
it, it, it was the best Predator story. Yep. And but and it was the second best Predator film to date. Because the rest just get rid of them. I heard some people talking some shit saying like, "Oh, if you Predators with Adrian Brody, that was a great movie." Get it was a piece of shit. Here. I watched it. It, it was fun, but yeah. it, it was it did it had no depth. Come yeah. on, get out they, of here. They they the crap. one character who was any good, they uh they totally butchered and that was the uh the young woman who was the little and it, you found out she was the little girl from the original Arnold movie. Um the little girl. Yeah, the one that he rescues in the uh in the camp. You mean the grown woman that they rescue? No, they rescued a little kid. In the original Predator movie? Yeah, there's a little kid in that movie that he saves. No? No. What am I thinking a, of then? It's a grown woman. Adult. Uh, maybe it was her daughter. Do- it might have been her daughter then. It might have been her daughter okay. from... Um, but so yeah. she was the daughter of that yes. gal who had So uh, she was survived. familiar with the, with the Predator, and then they totally just butchered that. She was the woman that when the Predator kills one of the first soldiers and the blood goes all over yeah. her face, and then she goes... And they're like, what happened to, I don't know, Billy or whatever. And she's like, the jungle, it came alive. It take, it took him. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That, she was, a, a, I mean, compared to you, a very small woman. Yeah. So, I mean. Most people yeah. are pretty small compared to me. So That's true. That's but, true. Uh, yeah. as, as you can see on the Instagram, old big bear Bry yes. is his little circus motorcycle. Yeah, that's uh, at Blue Tiger Revenge on Instagram. Yeah. That's right. And Go there, check it out. Glorious. Give us a follow. Yeah, follow us. You'll see. You'll see just pure joy on my face. That doesn't happen very often. But uh, riding that child Wait. motorcycle, that did it for me. Wait, you mean the Prince of Beards waking you up at three a.m. puking all over the floor? Not fun. It isn't, it's not fun. No, that was a couple nights ago. That uh, that was that uh, was not fun. Yeah. I know. I know. You texted me like, "Oh uh, yeah, I think vacation's over." <laughs> yep. Yep. That was uh, that was what happened. But uh, yeah, you know, when I when I look at prey, um, you know, just just setting like the story side um, aside. But when I look at like how it was shot, right, all on native land, um, you know. All using natural light. Not, nothing was shot on a soundstage. It was filmed 100% outdoors. Um, that's just amazing. It's amazing. And uh, it had to have been a lot cheaper. Like, you know, they because they didn't, what was the budget was not very big for it, right? It was pretty low from I'm what I understood. Look. I'm going to look. But yeah, I, I, it was, I, I mean, you look at the I CGI wanna... of the bears. Yeah, it was probably a pretty low. True. Pretty true. Low but I, I mean, for being like a a straight to streaming movie like it uh it, it's really yeah it's hulu's number one ever streaming movie um wow. and, and and like we said it was uh it's arguably the best predator movie um which i i would even go as far to say it is the best predator movie um uh, yeah i think it would just get edged out because of the um the originality of the the first one and also like you had such big, like big name, big guys that you don't you don't typically see that kind of like 
I guess you could say manpower in Hollywood these days. That would be like getting like The Rock, Chris Hemsworth, um, Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone. You know, like name yeah. any big dude with giant fucking muscles. Yeah. Uh, the new the new Jack Reacher guy. Like throw all them in a movie together fighting the Predator. Like that. That's kind of what they did for that. Like it was so over the top. It was like the Dirty Dozen on like all the steroids. Right. Um, right. And you just, you don't see move, like, no, they'll get like one guy like that. Now, not all of them, which you know is, what I mean? Like, you, just, you know, which is fine. You know, the only time we see it is in now is, is essentially like in the expendables movies, which they're meant but, to be eighties movies. So yeah, but it's all those, imagine all those guys in 25 years. Yeah. yeah. 25 years ago would have, or 30, I guess 30 years ago. Yeah. Jesus. Um, you know, like that, that's kind of, there was this, that and like no one had seen an alien on screen like the predator before. Like right. you had like, it was Stan Winston, like in his prime doing just some like badass, you know, like, and, and if people don't know who Stan Winston is, it's like, he's the guy who did all the animatronics for Jurassic park. Yeah. Um, you know, when Jurassic park was good. Um, he, yeah. he's the guy who did, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. I, Terminator did all the T2 stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it looked, it felt real. Like this predator was all like it was a guy in a suit. Yeah, and practical effects. Fucking, it was yeah. amazing animatronics. Yeah, I saw beside yeah. uh, behind the scenes um, of him in the suit, and it was really cool. Really yeah. cool. Yeah, and he was like kind of the same size as the original actor, Kevin yep. Peter Hall. Yeah, you know, he was like what six. You know, it was originally uh, Jean Claude Van Damme in the suit, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was like the predator was like an alien, like a mantis design. Yeah, so it was like Jean Claude Van Damme's head was like in the like clavicle, and he hated it. And of he quit. the monster. Yeah, I guess like he was whining on set. Uh, I mean, you're in a giant rubber suit. In yeah, the, I mean they filmed it in like fucking. And he had Costa no idea. It's like I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it, I think it was like his second movie, and so he thought they were like, "Oh, yeah, you're gonna come in and do all these With like Arnold. martial arts." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then like you couldn't even see his head, and I guess when he would run, the head would flop around. So uh, <laughs> that's when they brought Stan Winston in to, yeah. to like redo the whole thing. But anyways, Prey, uh, definitely worth the watch. I think at this point everybody's seen the memes, everybody's heard the news, but there was something that made you low-level psychic you hit on immediately immediately after so we were we 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 watched it together right uh for for those of you who don't know um yep we should have recorded because it was magical um you know what we know it was weirdly one of those few films you could actually talk through yeah and you you didn't really miss anything because we were just like oh shit you know yeah (laughs) yeah um but i said if they're gonna if they're gonna continue doing like predator in the past, like here's a gold mine, right? You can drop a predator in on any, any time in history, right? And it'll be fucking Anytime. awesome, right? And uh, I said, dude, they got to do feudal Japan. You have yeah. to do feudal Japan. And then you know the meme there, the the meme came out of uh, you know bringing in Hiroki uh, Sonata as a as a Ronin to uh, you know to avenge to avenge his master who he couldn't protect from the predator. Like, come on. Come yeah. on, there's a there's a billion dollar idea right there. Let's well, go. I, literally, yeah. Well, if you don't stream it, oh, <laughs> uh, well, maybe if you do stream it, I don't know. Like people will, I bet people are probably signing up for the, you know, adding Hulu to their Disney package or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know what how they're doing it these days, but I mean, it just 
don't know. They, I can't say it, it was. I don't watch a lot of action movies anymore. Yeah. And it was so entertaining sitting down and watching like a good badass it was. action movie. It was. And 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 looking at it like one of the things that I thought they did so well was the. Uh, um, I think symmetry is the right word. It might not be the right word of uh, the predator and Nauru, right? Because you, know, oh, you mean the, like the parallels? The parallels. Par- thank you. Yeah, yeah the parallels. They like, yeah, they were both kind of on there. You know, it, it seemed like they were the predator as much as Nauru. He was on his um, hunt to become a war chief or whatever. You know, they send him to Earth, and that's where they that's where they have to prove themselves as a warrior, <laughs> as a hunter. And she- and and Nauru was hunt. She was like challenging the patriarchy. Yeah. Of uh, you know traditional Comanche warriors were yeah. men, not women. Yeah. Um, that was in most. I think I was in most uh, Native American. Yeah. Uh, cultures at that time. I have no idea, but probably. I mean, anything yeah, I back mean, then. You know. I, I guess across the majority of the human experience, as far as we know historically. Yeah. That's, you know, the male patriarch is yeah. uh, dominated the yeah. I guess the war times and, and um, I. One of the things I liked was, though, is that – excuse me. Oh, um, I had to, had to cough for a quick second. But uh, one of the things I really liked was, you know, you see her, you know, that she was accomplished as, uh, you know, working with her mother doing herbs and medicine, right? And she was yeah. also an accomplished tracker and hunter. Um, and, and it, you know, her putting – everything together you know at the end in the final fight um yeah in order to survive was was really great you know figuring out that those mushrooms and that medicine you know cooled your blood so the predator couldn't track you uh, yeah that was i mean it was really I'm cool sure it was complete bullshit but it was an awesome i like, don't care if it was bullshit but it was cool it just it added as a little detail to th- where you didn't really see how it was going to be significant. Yeah, well, we I was like, did, are, she, are they going to cover her in mud again? Um, you know, yeah. But they but they did something different, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was. Um, they did. They just they made they made it. It was just a really well done movie. Um, yeah, I, I'll be curious to see what they do. I hope they do and the same right thing in the future. The other thing I like too, and uh, you know, I've seen I've seen criticisms of like, oh, how do all these you know, badass soldiers, you know, uh, um, Jesse Ventura and all them, but they all die, but, oh. but she lives. And it was just some bullshit, but it was like, the whole point of that was like, yeah, a badass soldier can't take on the predator. The whole point was Arnold had to become something more right. This, this it, Yeah. And this is what I say to that. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Want first fuck off. Like take, like get over yourself. Um, at two, I also would go like, okay, in terms of like athletic performance, when it comes to raw numbers, raw statistics, men usually outperform women, right? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Right? And just like whatever, running, weightlifting, all that kind of stuff. Well, the ultra – like I, th- I believe it's like the ultra marathon like was some – like I think it, they call it like the Bigfoot or, or the Sasquatch run, something like that. Like the 200-miler? Like mi- yeah. It's a 200-miler. Uh, like a girl – a woman in her tw- – a young woman in her 20s won it, and she beat everybody – guys men and women she beat like the next couple places i think the person behind her was a woman as well and everyone else behind them after that were like you know i think the top five six seven people placing were dudes so like suck on that that's all i gotta say yeah like yeah the most badass person in terms of like running super long distance 
is a, is a gal. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? You yeah. Know? Well, and also those same guys that say that kind of shit, man, like they would, they would have got killed. The predator wouldn't even have hunted them because they weren't worthy. <laughs> yeah. And like that. And also like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I don't the understand. The Cheeto dust this. was flying in those comments. Yeah. Well, you, you know, yeah. So much. Che- I just don't understand like this thing where like, men being afraid of of strong women that's what i take it at is yeah. like you know like i don't know i don't know about you but i'm all about oh, 100%. Uh, yeah my the woman i married is very very small but very powerful and that's why i'm with her <laughs> the most yeah like the most powerful being that yeah. I, in my universe yeah and i don't I just I don't understand this hesitancy or this reluctancy to uh, by so many like bros. Yeah. Just- and, you know, where kind of where I was going with that, though, was that she wasn't the best warrior, but she was the smartest. Right. She used right. everything that she had at her di- at her disposal, you know, in, yeah, in I mean, order to the win. The predator was just like with the, the soldiers in the original Dude, he's running through all of them yeah. when it comes to just straight on like mono e mono or even like multiple monos yeah. a mo- to mono. Dude, like when it comes to just raw power, but he wasn't really – he's not really that tactical because he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have he's to just, be. Yeah. No, nah, he just rolls in and just – I mean he's using – I mean he's cheating like crazy. The dude has an invisibility cloak. He's literally standing next to half the people he kills before yeah. he kills them, right? Yeah. Like it's not fair. You know, I like, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's all about, it's more about brains than Brian. And, and that's how the, you know, that's well, how Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And even in, in Prey, you know, like she was telling them like, there's something out here and they didn't listen to her and now they're all dead, you know? Yeah. And then when they tried to fight, mm-hmm. when they, when there's a point in the movie where they all try to fight, they do take them on mano a mano where she chooses to yeah. run and like regroup and figure out what she's going to do. Yep. And yeah, and it works fairly well, I'd say. Oh, uh, fairly well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to the dog. The oh, dog. Yes. Uh, I love the fact that it wasn't like a traditional. No, it was just like, an adopted dog that was yeah, a diva the on the set, the pound. And, and they all loved her. And running around crazy, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, my God. It must have been a nightmare trying to film. It must have been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like, oh, oh, the dog's oh. <laughs> She's in her place for two seconds. That was the, the perfect shot, and the dog ruined it. Yeah, and the, yeah, they're all like on lunch break, like, ah, oh, shit. Because you know that dog was probably just running like crazy all over the goddamn Oh, yeah. Place. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I loved it, it though, man. Uh, you know, and then, yeah, for the sequel. Uh, well, first of all, not even for a sequel, but just because I want to see. I hope they do a direct sequel of, of, of Prey, which – they're, they've got to be idiots if they don't do it, you know. Um, you, they're not Warner Brothers, so they probably would, are going to do a sequel. Um, <laughs> I would, I'd be a little hesitant on that. Like, I think it would be great if they did one, but it'd have to be the right yeah. story. I think it would be kind of difficult to do one now, just because it's, um, you know, we've kind of seen that world. We've seen. Well, I mean, like, I want to yeah. see her. I want to see more of her, definitely. Yeah, I want to see her put the mask on and take her place. Amongst the hunters. Amongst the hunters, exactly. That would exactly. be That would be pretty cool. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, yeah. I'd be it's just like any sequel though. It's one of those like there's got to be 
You don't make it, don't a, make the sequel just because people want to see the sequel. Like take your time, uh, get a get a good make story. It because, yeah, because yeah. there's a good like. I just found a thing. I just saw an interview with George Lucas of all people. I'm not a big giant George Lucas yeah. fan, but he was saying that Harrison Ford, when after they did the first Star Wars, because Harrison Ford had only been in like a couple flicks. Yeah, he he didn't know where his career was going to go, or if he's going to be a carpenter again, yep. or what. So he was the only one that didn't sign on. 100% to do the next two films because they already knew they were yeah. doing the next two movies. And so there was no contract. He just said, well, if the script's cool and it looks like a good story, then I'll do it. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't want to just sign well, on, and, especially and, if it's bad. And then uh, he wanted to, he didn't want to come back for it. He was, con he signed for the last two because Return of the Jedi, he didn't want to come back for that. He wanted to stay dead in, uh, oh, really? in Empire Strikes Back because he was like, there's nowhere for my character to go from here. But George yeah. Lucas said, eh, eh, dead, dead characters don't sell toys. So you're coming back. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it's, it's, I like that though. It says something about I do too. Harrison Ford that like, he didn't give a shit about, I guess he, he was more invested in like, if it, if there's a good purpose to yep. do it, like there's yep. a good story and you don't see that. Like, I mean, look at fucking how many we've had four Jurassic park movies, since the first two and the first two, like the first one was amazing. Second one was like, I like, like yeah, I like the second one, but it definitely wasn't on the level of the, f of the first for sure. No, I mean the, the second one was fun. I wish they would have just stayed on the Island. Um, yeah. I don't know why we did the whole T-Rex running through San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, whatever yeah. at the time it was fun, but like there was no need, like the way the next ones came after that, they just didn't make sense. They didn't fit. Yeah. It was like they were just, especially those last, was, they were just borrowing from the original material, right, you know, and it right. was just, it was just not good. I guess, I guess what I would say is if you can't find a good story right away, this is your opportunity to just do one-offs, right? Do that feudal it, Japan, uh, make it like a Kurosawa movie, right? Make it in black yeah. and white, like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, DC movies, are you hearing this? Like. It not you don't have to have continuity. You can just do standalone flicks. People love those just as much. Yeah, they don't have to all be connected. That is just correct. Run, run, run. Yeah, but don't, but but also don't half-ass it either. Don't say it's its own thing and then you know. Oh, you mean pull a Sony? Yeah, yeah. Pull, don't pull a Sony. <laughs> no, nah, we're doing our own universe with these characters. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, we can't actually have Spider-Man in it, but we can do all his villains. But we got, yeah, we got the Vulture. Look <laughs> <laughs> at everybody loves the Vulture. Everybody's favorite Spider-Man villain, the Vulture. Yep. Yep. Oh my god. Said so nobody. Don't get me wrong. Keaton pulled it off, but. Yeah. Nobody's if anyone, like, oh, if anyone was gonna get a get a vulture movie, it would be Keaton. So when someone told me that they were doing a like, oh, the the vulture is gonna be in the Spider, I was like, the old bald guy. Like I hated him as a kid. Like even as a kid, I was like, that is the lamest. Yeah, that's like the old retired guy down the down the street for me. Like going like, oh, I've got a bird suit. <laughs> <laughs> like much. how is he supposed to beat up Spider Man? I don't even believe it. He can't even like throw fists. He's too busy flying with his wings. Exactly. Like, what's he going to do? Like, kick him? <laughs> and, like, Anyways. even at that point with Spider-Man's, like, enhanced strength, like, he would, Just if he hit that dude as hard as he could, he would punch his die. head off. He would punch, <laughs> literally punch his head off. So. 
I mean, that'd make for good. Uh, what's the uh, what's what's the new? It's not the day. Is it Daily Bugle? Yeah, I can see the Daily Bugle now. Spider Man. He's a menace. Geriatrics. Ah, he's a menace. He's killing geriatrics. Ah. <laughs> Need to hunt him down. He needs to be persecuted. Lock him up. Jesus. Lock him up. Lock Spider Man up. I love it. You know, even though the buzz wore off, you're still bringing the energy, and I I just want you to know I appreciate it. Good. I'm trying. I'm yeah. Trying. We don't have any guests right now, so we gotta. You know, I know, I know. It's con season. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the. I'm, I'm looking forward to Mark Russell, though. I, that one, I'm, I'm really excited for. I'm bringing my. Uh, when I see him at Rose City, I'm bringing my Superman Space Age to have him sign that, and then the All Reds are going to be there too. So I'm going to have all three of them. Oh, cool. Sign it. I'm excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess we should probably shift gears into some comic shit. Yeah. But. Uh, Cons, cons are coming up. You got some big cons coming up. You got Emerald City, Rose City. Yeah. Uh, C2E2 just happened. Yep. Uh, I got to be honest, man. I'm kind of glad I'm skipping the cons. Not, not, not because I don't want to see everybody. I don't want to meet people, but it just it, it looks slim pickings there, man. Like it's just not a lot of folks have here. Half the public, like San Diego. Yeah. Half the publishers weren't even there. Really. Wow. Yeah, because wow. you know I had a couple in the small. Yeah. Uh, you know I've been doing a lot of small press stuff, and I was talking to a couple of my publishers um, who were you know selling my books there, and they were like, "Yeah, we were right in there," and you know they were like, "This company wasn't there. This company wasn't there," and they're like, "It was crazy." Like they just. Well, I'll say it's great for me as a buyer and as someone who's going. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, they're half I mean, empty, that's that's awesome for me. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Chris Claremont is going to be at, uh, going to be at at Emerald city, Emerald city. So I've got some X-Men stuff that he did with Jim, the X-Men stuff he did with Jim Lee that I want to get signed and then take it, take that stuff that I got signed to Rose city so I can get Jim Lee to sign it too. So then I'll have the dual Siggies, you know, and is that the, um, are you going to take, is that the. The, the Black Widow, Wolverine, yeah, the, Captain America. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 268. Yeah, that's uh, that's got all three of them on the cover. Um, now, you have the artist edition. Are you going to take that, too? I'm thinking about it. See, you said that to me, and now I'm like, shit, do I want to take that? The only the only thing is I don't know how much Jim Lee is uh, <laughs> per signature. You know, so It should be very expensive. I, I guess what I could do is I could just bring it all, and then depending on how much he charges per signature – then I could kind of, you know, be like, oh, well, let me prioritize. Because I've also got uh, like four books that he, four four issues of his, no, is it four? Three issues of his Batman Hush, uh, the original uh, Batman Hush line. So like Batman 608, I've got 612 okay. and 617 uh, that I want him to get signed. I also have his cover for Detective Comics 1000. Um, so I've got quite oh, a wow. few stuff. Um I'm looking at the uh, the guest list. Uh, oh, Brian uh, Stelfreeze will be there. Yeah, I love his stuff. His Black Panther stuff it was amazing. Are He's you such a good? Are you looking too. at Rose City? I'm looking at Emerald City. Okay, since that's next weekend. Yeah, that's this coming weekend. Yeah, you and I have Claremont. I have a pro pass. So okay, so you'll be able to go and see everybody. Pretty hey, much. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson will be there. Oh, I got to go get a, a fist picture with him. You know, uh, your favorite. You should, uh, you got to get his um, his his little sketchbooks. Maybe he'll have Old Man Skywalker there if he's got Old Man yeah. Skywalker. I know at the last con he did have it, um, 
I might shoot you some money to see if he's got any uh, new ones to okay. pick me up some. Okay. Yeah, I definitely yeah. want to go see him. Um, and, you know, I've got that new sketchbook that I had minted with from uh, Simon Bisley. So. Oh, you should. Dude, having him do a follow up to the biz, that would be fucking sweet. If I could get if I could get Daniel Warren Johnson to do something. I don't know what he does there though. Um I might hit him um, up on Twitter to see uh if he's even doing them. I know he's doing commissions. I just don't know if he's doing them. Um, if he's doing like con sketches. He might be doing I think he's doing con sketches. I I would imagine you probably gonna have to pay some cash though, some serious yeah, cash for it. Yeah. Um, see, Probably David Walker his, will be there. Yep, and he'll be at Rose uh, City too. So, oh well, I mean, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. He's right there in Portland. Um, I'm trying to say some people. I'm just trying to highlight people that we know. Yeah. Um. Oh, Jim. Uh, Mafood will be yep. there. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'll probably go. Ch- I'll probably go check in with him. Say hey. Um. At the very least. Yeah. Jonathan Hickman will be there. Oh, hey, Joel Jones, your favorite. I know. She'll, I saw that. There. In, uh, she, I, she doesn't do sketches at all. Which she doesn't. I don't think so. No, I know she only does like a couple a year. So, in, oh, okay. Normally they auction them off on eBay. So to to get yeah. a sketch from her. So they're they're pretty. But you can probably get. Some, you probably, she'll probably have like Ashkin. I know she's been doing some sketchbook stuff. I would love to she's, get a sketchbook from her. Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she's got a sketchbook because she's been. She was posting some stuff a while ago. Um, but if you do see her, tell her I said hello. Oh, I'm gonna try to get her on the show. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I mean. I, I would ask her, but I've just you know how I, I certain people I know how busy they are and I just get kind of. I'll do it. Yeah, you would do it. I I just get too kind of like worried. I don't want to come off as like, yeah. hey, we're friends. Yeah. You want to do my show? I don't know. Um, just because I've had a lot of people that I know like get kind of yeah. If not get not mean, but just like be like really really ask me to do your stupid fucking podcast. I'm like everyone who does it has fun. Let's do it. You know. Hey. I, I mean, we're gonna hang out and talk comics. So why not? record it and then use it as a way to promote your project that just came out yeah i i will say joelle probably needs no one to promote her projects because but uh no uh it would be great though yeah i would i would love to get her on yeah i'm looking yeah there's like it looks like there's gonna be quite uh there's gonna be quite a few people there it's a solid lineup man it's a really solid lineup yeah oh dude mike huddleston's gonna be there i knew you'd be happy about that I love his work, man. He's really good. He's so good. I don't even know what he's doing right now, but he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just in the list of like every artist who I don't mm-hmm. think know if these are all guests. I think it's just all the artists yeah. that are going to be there. I know the list. I was looking at it earlier today. Yeah, I have a hard time believing. Oh, Terry. Hey, Dotson will be there. You got to go. Always. Yeah. Say hi. I'll definitely you should get him. him back on the show. Yeah. I'll, I'll, always, uh, I'll bring that up with, to him. See if he's interested. So. I, there's yeah. a guy I, could, I would love to get a sketch from too. <laughs> you probably get a sketch from him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tommy Lee Edwards. Oh man, I love his stuff too. He's good. Yeah, he's really good. I really want to get. I, I want to get someone. And, and if I could get Daniel Warren Johnson, I think I'd see if he'd do like because I think he would do like a killer John Wick. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, he kind of knocks whatever he does out of the park. Oh, I know. I know. He's so good. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, that'll be fun, man. They got a pretty big lineup. It looks like real big lineup. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, it. Yeah, hey, there was actually some news. Did you see? Uh, you know the Gorillas, right? Yeah, the band that everybody loves. Um, so you know the artist behind all that stuff is a guy named Jamie Hewlett, right? He was right. The, like the artist on Tank Girl and shit. Yeah. Well, he used to do um, this series. It was called. Uh, oh, what was it called? I think it was called uh like get the freebies or something like that huh it was uh some is i think that was called anyways so the the publication z2 comics mm-hmm. is they're consolidating like his short stories that he used to do because back in the 90s magazines actually used to print like comic stories in right. them and he, he did a lot of that yeah. type of shit so they're doing a, a whole book it's like 200 some pages uh collection cool of of this short series that was later turned into a tv show and then a bunch of other like crap that's in there but uh i don't know i figured I'd talk about that because you don't see like jamie hewlett like new comics beyond tank girl coming right. out very often right i'm surprised he hasn't like done any kind of like gorillas comics or anything but at the same time he's probably making so much money and he's probably working his ass off for all the like animation and true um, i don't know you see they got a new album coming out i did not i did not the the new song's pretty good it's not bad they dropped a single i'd be curious to see your thoughts all right you know now it's not like just the gorillas right like everything's they bring in all different types Oh, that's uh, cool! Like I did not know artists. that. Yeah. yeah, their last couple albums, it's like what, like their last album, I think it's called Song Machine. Like one song had Beck, another song had um, oh, what's his name on the fucking piano? Oh, the British guy, big in the seventies. Oh, Elton John. Elton John was on a song. Um, they had this singer. I can't. I think she was. Um, I want to say she was Af- like North African mm. or something like that. Oh my God. It was just, the, the vocals on it were so good. But so they do like all these different types of artists from different genres of music. And, uh, you know, so like it's almost like compilation albums. That's Dude, cool. It's cool. I mean, some of the music you're like, eh, not for me, but other sure. songs you're like, oh, that's fucking rad. I could listen to that all day. Yeah. I, I, I do have, I have good, uh, some good comic news. Uh, well, in, on me. in the realm. Well, it's in the realm of Kickstarter. Uh, the uh, so the Golem of Venice Beach, the project that uh, Mr. Bassett was a part of. Uh, they yeah. just they just posted an update that uh, the project is off to the printers. So should be oh, a damn. Few, few more months before uh, before we get it. Unlike some people. Uh, there's a there's a publication that's been uh, got a lot of books uh, through Kickstarter in the works. So they should uh, they should probably pay attention to that. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Can I uh, can I gripe? Can I gripe about it? Only if you say the name of the publication. Oh, I'll say the name of the publication. Oh, all you man. All right, all you. So listen, you've heard us. You've heard us talk about it, right? You you've heard us complain that there are uh, there's a there's a comics now, publisher that there ha- there is a paper shortage going on right now but the pro but there's now that's there's that's not the it. issue that's not the issue the issue is every time when they do a kickstarter they say you know the digital version you're going to get as soon as the check clears we're just doing this until uh almost done it's all, we're yeah we're we're basically doing the kickstarter so we know the amount of copies that we need to send to the printer and so then you'll get it in a month or two months or whatever. Um, meanwhile, it's been a year and a half. 
and multiple multiple Kickstarters. And now they have a new Indiegogo out because apparently they didn't want to go through Kickstarter again. Huh. Wonder they, they why. Might not, they might not have been allowed. Wonder honestly. why, Lethal Comics, looking at you. Um, Shots fired. Shots well, fired. I'm just saying I there's been like zero updates on anything um, except yeah, to was... hype your next project that you have coming out when you have two that you haven't even uh, – that, that no one's even got yet. And like, listen, yeah. I am all for – I understand that things take time, right? But you should have been honest about that up front. You you have to have transparency. Like if there's delays, like if there's printing delays, hell, if there's I know like um one of the books, uh their last up they they finally did an update and the artist, you know, we which we promote like we you know, we we talked yeah. about the Kickstarter a ton on here. They said, "Oh, I've gone through some personal stuff." That's cool, but you need to disclose that stuff kind of like early like I'll be honest. Like, okay, when with when Doctor Wife had the brain aneurysms, yeah. right? I couldn't exactly like take on new projects, but I just signed on to do essentially two graphic graphic novels for guys. Yeah, right. Both projects. One project was what seventy some pages, eighty yep. some pages. The other project is going to be mm, around a hundred. You yeah. know, like so. I guess novellas technically, but um, and I'm doing everything on them, right? Yeah. Um, I was straight up with both those guys of like, hey. Uh, this is my situation. I'm not in the headspace. Yeah. And also like, you know, there was a couple months there where I was waiting on Dr. Wife pretty much all day, every yep. day. Like if she had to go to the bathroom, I was helping her go to the bathroom. Yep. If she had to get dressed, I was helping her get dressed. Like, yep. and those are the, that's the shit you have to do. Yep. Um, and if that's the position you're in, dude, I have all the empathy in the world. Absolutely. You don't tell people that all they think. And you just, then you're with this, you're, group of buddies in your little company and you're just doing another campaign that's raising a shit getting a you know sixty thousand more dollars or seventy thousand more dollars yeah and then you go on fucking vacation and post pictures about it like dude people are gonna be like what the fuck are you doing like people can get pissed like not i mean i don't know like maybe i feel i i hate calling people out on that shit but it starts sometimes people need to get called out though ridiculous yeah people need to get called out because Uh they fucking lose you I don't know. Did you? I'm still here. Can oh, we're back. Oh, okay. Oh, we're back. Yeah, I was just saying. Sometimes people need to get called out because what they're doing is bullshit. You know. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah, it's like you said. You have to be. You have to be transparent. Um, you don't need to say I have specific things going on, but you don't have to disclose every little thing. But like early, you're supposed to like keep people updated on the progress, right? You don't say in the yeah. very beginning, like, Hey, this is done. We just need the money to send it to printer to printing. Right. And I believe that that was kind of the campaigns. That they? Was, I, mean, I know one of the books was, it was like, both Oh, we're them. almost at the finish line. Both of yeah. them said digital, uh, digital books will be released as soon as the check clears from, you know, as soon as the Kickstarter check clears, which would kind of mean that the book's finished. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's also one of those where, like, if you blow your initial goal out of the water, which both those projects did um, by ten, like, I mean, yeah, by a lot, a landslide, like it was, you know, dude, like y- y- now you've got, like, you've got to, you the pressure's produce. on, like, you have to, you have to produce. You can't just, you know, what? disappear to the fucking mists of time. And like, you know what? Then, they, they are, and so they're Indiegogo project, right? Lethal Comics, um, Lethal are you, Comics. Are you looking at it? 
Are you looking at I'm it right looking now? at it right now. So what I'm going to tell you is that for this one, because with Indiegogo, you can set a regular goal to where you won't – like Kickstarter, you don't get the money unless you reach the goal. goal. Indiegogo, you can do what's called a flexible goal, which means you're going to get whatever it is even if you don't back it. So that's what they did, a flexible goal. And uh, they're only 28% funded right now. So hopefully that means – well. What were they asking for? They were asking yeah. for fifty four hundred dollars to to finish their mother trucker, the double whammy. Um, and they're only at twenty eight percent. They're only at fifth. They've raised so far. They've raised fifteen hundred dollars with seventeen days left in the campaign. And uh, but they're going to keep the money anyway. Yeah, which is bullshit. True. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that the mother trucker books did get fulfilled, but I. They were do- they, that individual. That guy was doing that before they even founded uh, Lethal Comics. Right. You know, I, I mean, it's just one of those. Like, if there are real hiccups, I know that like one of the they sent out one message that was like, "Oh, we've ran into like uh, unforeseen printing costs or something like that." And it's like, yeah. Um, so what? You know, like if it's really that big of an issue, man. Like, are you? Is it at the printer? Is the book done? Like, right. there's been no digital release. Like, digital at least release the digital, so then people will get off your back about it. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that like that's probably exactly what's happening. Um, uh, if I had to guess. I mean, then release the digital. You know, if it's done, like you say, it's done. You release the, but it's not done. It was never. It probably was barely started when they did the Kickstarter, and they just fucking lied to everybody. So. Yeah, and I mean, I, I just, it's hard to say. I don't know. I like, can't I, get behind. I know I, shit happens. Yeah, I know that shit happens too, but. It, what's scary, not scary. You're lying to like, people, man, and that's the shit that I have a problem with, right? Yeah, yeah, like, just be transparent. Tell people what's going on. Yeah. Like, like you say, it doesn't have to be serious details. Just tell people what's going on. So yeah. people know, like, I don't know. I know, like, for the Psycho Gorman book, I dropped some serious cash because I wanted Same. the whatever heart. I think it was, like, 50 bucks or yeah. something, whatever. But it's, like, I have no I have no expectations of actually ever getting that book, if I'm being oh, honest. Oh, me. I, I'll be honest. I reported them to Kickstarter. So. Did you really? I did. Whoa. I did. Whoa. Now, I will say, I did back a book. It was the first Kickstarter I ever backed. It was, like... I, I think it was a book about like crazy horse. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those projects where, um, they only had a couple pages of art and it was like an older retired guy who was like this amazing, like he was now working as like a Western painter. Yeah. And he was like this, like, you know, golden age comic artist. And they were going to do this book. I think it was like tears in the blood or something like that. Anyways, or dirt in the blood. Um, I have it actually. I'm going to read it at some point for the podcast. Cool. But you know, you knew right away was like, hey, and then they hit their stretch goal, which was to make it all color. Yeah. So that they had to add another year on. So like, you knew you were waiting like three years. But like, we all got the book when the book was done. We all got it. Right. You know? And it's beautiful. Right. And like, I mean, I forgot that I ordered it, but so I'm kind of hoping that happens with the Psycho Gorman thing and the other the other stuff. Yeah, folklore. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, it's not like we're a giant podcast and that us saying this is going to cause any real fucking friction or problems. But And you know what? You got a problem with it? But just give me a, give hit, us our money back or tell, or, or tell us what's really yeah. going on with the fucking books. Yeah. You know, instead of just moving on to other projects, like it looks fucking it's, it shady looks, as hell, man. Looks Especially when you're like shit. 
the face of the you know your you know you're promoting all your pro wrestling shit and all this other crap like yep. you know it's I don't know yep yeah I mean I get it it's super difficult yeah to make a book and promote it and you well know, it doesn't seem like they had any issues promoting it, it so no <laughs> I mean I guess I'm kind of glad they didn't like that. I guess we can reveal that both for both those guys are supposed to come on here to uh, promote the the project back when it was kickstarting, yeah. and uh, they both ghosted at just at, which is whatever happens. It happens. The time. Yeah. Um, we still back the books because we're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just everything's kind of listen. I got. Fishy. I'm I, I'm gonna say, and this might sound kind of wild. I got no ill will. Um. Like, I don't wish anybody harm or bad or anything like that. I just no. wish you would be fucking honest, right? Yeah, or just a little bit more informative on what, what the hell's going on. Yep. You know, that's that's it. it because people and people work hard for the money. Yep. And, you know, and when you have certain expectations, and then I get it, the pandemic, but, like, the whole paper shortage thing, just how... how what, the other guy from uh, from the group, he he got his books out to everyone. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and and you know what? Like when the books, he did if, his... if we ever get the books, I'll I'll bring them right here and I'll review them and I'll tell you if I think they're good. Like I'm I'm I can be objective about that, even if I am not a fan of their business practices, which I think are horseshit. And like I can tell you straight up, uh. I'll probably never back anything from that. Like these two books, Folklore and Psycho Gorman, are really going to have to blow me out of the water to get me to back anything that they ever do again. Yeah, and see, that's the thing with Kickstarter, right? Is like you're essentially buying books that are exclusive, so yep. you're paying a higher wage. You're paying for shipping, yep. so all of a sudden, like you know, for a book that would normally cost you twenty bucks at the comic shop, you're spending like fifty, yeah, fifty bucks. You know, it's so like, and you're going to have to wait a bit for it. So you be patient Yep. and, and you know that, but then, you know, but then when it's not delivered, especially and also like a lot of the Kickstarter books, like we know how many Kickstarters have we backed? Oh my got, gosh. Right. Went to review on here. And then you find out that like, it was supposed to be, you know, a hundred page graphic novel. It's 20 pages of art book, comic, yeah. comic book. And the rest is like art or it's just a 40 page graphic novel. Barely. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's one of those where you're like, okay, it's, um, there's always some gambling involved. Right. But I mean, for the yeah. most part, I've been pretty pleasantly surprised by all the Kickstarters that, that we've backed and, yeah, you know, for the most part, you end up getting. I mean, for the most part, I'd say we. There's only been a f couple times where we really like. We're like, oh, we got bamboozled on that one. Yeah, but uh, but I'd say majority of them are like, dude, this is great, especially yeah. for you know, a guy just just all by himself, just hammering this out. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. that's why we go to Kickstarter, right? I mean, like, there's some projects on there now that are fucking awesome. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm with you though. That is. Uh, that is kind of a bummer. So listen, kind of if uh, you're listening and you want to throw this at Lethal Comics and say, look at what these assholes said about you, that's fine. You can do that. Uh, you know, I mean, we're, it's not like we're not fans. I'm still a huge fan of the artist. Absolutely. I just, I just, you know, it's kind of like you have to at least send some kind of update, art update, something like you have the resource to do it. Yeah. Don't just send the typical like. Oh, unforeseen, yeah. uh, you know, uh, 
delays, that doesn't do anything. That just makes you like, okay, one out of like out of a year. Like yeah. that's not good. Well, it's been, it's been almost two. It's been almost two years and no updates. And like, you know, these aren't graphic novels that we're talking about here. You know, these are, you know. Uh, maybe like a double comic, forty-eight pages, you know. And I think the Psycho Gorman's a graphic. The novel. Psycho it's Gorman like a, is an anthology, so right. Yeah, but, but like, but again, again, they said that they were done when they did the fucking Kickstarter. So <laughs> yeah, I, my big thing is like, oh, okay, maybe you weren't done, but just send updates. Like, yeah. send pencils, send like the shit that you'd have to send like an editor. People love that crap, anyways. Oh, I don't dude, understand the, pro- the behind-the-scene process stuff, like. I, you know that I'm a huge fan of that. Like, people oh, eat that up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was doing, if I was in that position, that's what I would be doing. Yeah. I'd be sending, you know, I'd be sending layouts. Okay. Hey, you know, like, we're only on page 65. You know, we're working our way. I know we're going to get to the page 100, but just in the meantime, you know, like, here's some of the process pages so you guys can see what's going on. This is so and so's like layouts. Here's the pencils. Here's the inks. I, you know, you just, Here's what the color process looks like. Here's a quick inner. You know, feed that people that stuff, man. They love that. Yeah, and it also makes you feel like you're along for the ride. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Um, in case, and if you do need more time, that's a great way to fucking dawdle. And say like, it's like, a great hey, way. Look at all. Look at all this stuff we have to do. You know? Yeah. Because most people don't actually know what goes into yeah. creating something like that. It's like, you know, when a movie comes out, we're like, oh, God, it took like four years for the sequel. What what the hell was the – and it's like, well it, – A year it's was a, all visual year, effects, you know. A year <laughs> to film, visual, a year of visual effects, a, a year before all of that. Marketing. Just to get financing. Oh, yeah. And then another year just to find set locations if you're filming on, you know, on location, whatever, you know, scouting and all that kind of shit. Yep. You know, then there's everything else that goes into it. Like yep. there's a ton. Press tour, all of that good stuff that they schedule up to – yeah. Yeah. I mean maybe comics don't have that, but – no. Um, usually it's like unless a you're Keanu Reeves making a comment, but everyone else, yeah, doesn't, doesn't get that. I can't. Did we talk? We already we, talked. We about did. That. That was a but it was so cool. That was, it was so great. Um, I want to say there was some other comic stuff that we were supposed to talk about, but I can't exactly remember what. Oh, you sent me something. What did I send you? Because I, I don't even remember. I'm not you... a big figure guy. Oh yeah, a company called Super Seven. And they're doing Super a Let Me Kill Yeah. Let Me Kill My Sir. So figure. Super Seven I does they it. do like uh remakes of uh like He Man and Masters of the Universe toys from the eighties. They do remakes of the oh. uh, Playmates Turtles line from the eighties and nineties. Um so they do some they do some gonna, really great stuff. So Okay. I'm gonna have to get this little I'm guessing it's probably only like six inches tall or something. Yeah, yeah, they do six I'm, inch figures, yep. I'm going to have to get this Lemmy. It looks pretty ridiculous. Um, if people don't know, I'm a huge Motorhead fucking fan. That it's, you are. Uh, that is my bread and fucking butter. Yeah. That um, you are. Try to think. Oh, I, there's a big thing speak, that we didn't talk about. Okay. There's a big thing. Hit me. Fucking, uh, uh, it's been, what, probably... People kept saying it's been 20 years in the making, and I'm sitting there going, like, uh, more like 30. They've been talking about it since, like, 1995. Okay. But Sandman, dude, finally dropped on Netflix. Yes. And uh, it was good. 
Like, we, we doctor just, we wife just and finished I it. Actually, yeah. Yeah, we sat through the whole. I was expecting. I'm gonna be honest. I was totally expected it to suck. Yeah. Because I was like, all that kind of stuff is so hard to pull off. I was in. It, it, was, it was one of those where I was like, maybe I should actually read these books. Probably the, like the truest adaptation of a of did a you, of a book. Did you read it? Yeah, did you read I, Sandman? I did. I did. Well, most of I haven't read the whole the whole series. It's very wordy. Uh, anyone who reads a Neil Gaiman very comic, it's long. It's wordy. Um, yeah. But. I mean, just it was amazing, dude. It was so well done. It was that's how you do an adaptation, right? I think that that's yeah. the new standard for, for for an adaptation, right there. I I hope. Um, I really hope. <laughs> you hope what? I hope that that's the new standard oh, for yeah, adaptations. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, how many times have we seen they're like, we're doing it, we're finally gonna do a movie of this beloved graphic novel. It's going to blow your mind. And then you're like, this was nothing like the graphic novel, like you or, or, or of the book or whatever. Yeah. It's just one of those where you're like, did you guys go on video game mode? And just like, yes, there's a character, a guy who dresses up like a bat and he fights crime. Go. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it was, uh, yeah. And, and, and it followed the first volume Pretty much, I mean, to, not even pretty much. It followed the volume one of the Sandman to a T, you know, where you think, you know, at the end when, or it, you know, at the halfway point, it kind of feels like, and and this is something that the uh, the Queen of Beards was saying, you know, she was like, this was this is the end of season one, you know, when when he defeats John, um, the guy with the ruby, you know, that that oh, okay. potentially could have been the end of season one, but it's not in the book either. Um, so are they just going in their own direction then? Have no, they they're, set they're following the book pretty much exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in terms of – because there's several books. Yes. So where are they in terms of the book? I think I think they finished with volume. And uh, it's been, a, it's been a, probably a couple of years since I've read The Sandman. Um, but I think that that was pretty much the end of volume one. Maybe volume yeah. two, but I can't. I, I honestly, I don't remember a hundred percent. But it's very, still very, very early on. But I really, one of the things I love about the Sandman, and I wasn't sure if they were going to do it in the in the show, um, was how they had all these little one-offs with uh, you know his friend that he goes and sees every hundred years, you know, yeah. that has nothing to do with the story, with like the main storyline. But it's just these little one-off things. Uh, but they that they make made it, it so give great. you a feel for. Like um, he was, what? Yeah, who Dream is? Yeah, and I thought like that. Normally, those type of stuff, you're like, God damn it, get out, get the filler out of here, and get to the main story. But it wasn't like, filler. You know, it didn't feel it like wasn't filler. Yeah. No, no, it was really well done. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, I, I would say like that was kind of like a pleasant surprise. Um, uh, you know, like it seems like Amazon and Netflix, man, when it comes to these. Uh, like comic book adaptations, they've been kind of killing it lately. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know where, where they? I mean, like I re- I watched Paper Girls finally. Oh, and, um, so good. Yeah, and like you know, like it was kind of had a little bit of a feel. Like if I'm, I'm being real judgy on it, it was kind of like 
it's going to sound terrible, but it was like a low budget kind of Stranger Things. But then I kept having to remind myself, I was like, Stranger, this became, this was before Stranger Things. Yeah, so. Stranger Things <laughs> probably probably was inspired by Paper Girls, you know, if we're being yeah, honest. That's, so. I had somebody tell me that. I was like, oh, I felt like a ripoff of Stranger Things. I was like, yeah, but it predates it by like 10 years. Yeah. I was like, Paper Girls has been around for a while. Like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. Long time. Like, it was coming out like when I was like just getting out of college. Yeah. Like, I, it, I, I'm uh, excited for I, I want to see a season two of that really bad uh, i think that's going to be a lot of fun uh, i mean that season one pretty much was volume one yes. of the first graphic novel and they did what like five or six volumes so, I think so. yeah yeah so i think that's probably the plan right yeah um, the only thing is they're all going to be 25 and they're like we're paper girls <laughs> you know it's just nat- that's just what well happens. i think they're all 25 right now <laughs> from the look- <laughs> yeah, or a little, a little no they're, old, they, i uh, think they're actually of age or pretty cl- fairly close Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna, they're definitely. Well, there's a at some point there comes a point where like they're, I can't remember, um, I I, I didn't read it. I just kind of flipped through it, but I, I remember there's a point where like there's a futuristic versions of them or something. Yeah. Where they're all older and like, kind of like all beefy, like buffed out and stuff. Oh cool. Um, kicking ass. I can't remember. It's very like kind of Mad Max feel or something or cyberpunk. I'm down. Feel. I'm down for that. There was some speaking of um. I guess we keep getting back into f- the fucking film. It's just not a ton of comic book news. Like there's, I know there's tons of books coming out, but it's like, until I like ha- see them, you can't really yeah. say much about them, you know? Yep. Um, but you sent me something about, uh, there's something going on with, uh, uh, the unsold Batman plot I gave to, uh, Wonder brothers. It kind of uh, seems like a bunch of bullshit and it seems, and it's, and it's pretty hilarious. It, it's resonating a lot online, but I yeah. But most I, people I, are. But the people who it's resonating with are like comic skaters, and uh, oh really? And then everybody else is just kind of roasting of them, and like that's yeah. I like I saw it from uh, the I found that from somebody roasting his. Tweet. Oh really? Yeah. That's awesome. So apparently, there's a guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, don't say his name. Um, okay, I won't say. I won't say Especially the name. If he's full of shit. Just say there's a guy on Twitter who's saying that like he sold the original. No, he didn't even. Plot s- he didn't sell and- it. He didn't sell it. He said that he came up with this concept of of a Batman story in uh, like '91, and he worked for DC a little bit, and he said he met the producer in the early 2000s who did the newest Batman movie. And he sent him okay. the script, and he said that it's a shot that it's basically exactly the same as the new Batman movie. And my favorite was his tweet where he said he reported Matt Reeves, who's the director of the Batman, and then the producer. I don't remember the producer's name. He reported them to the FBI <laughs> for stealing. Okay, his well, the right there is it calls I call bullshit. I mean, like if he's doing that, like he's not going the right channels about that. If, if this is really true, there's other channels that you go through for that. Right. For like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And also you would get, you would lawyer up immediately, not go to fucking Twitter. Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you said it to me and I was like, Oh great. More shit with coming out of the, you know, that, uh, it's coming out with like why can't we just get like cool DC movies? Why does there always have to be this crap? But yeah, it's it's yeah. It, but it yeah, makes me sad. I, I man. thought that was yeah yeah. It made me sad when I saw that. But just, that well, it's just Warner Brothers in general makes me sad because you know they're they're tying their all their hopes 
on a disgraced uh, person in a, in a movie to reboot their entire franchise and yeah. the rock because the rock I'm okay about the rock. I'm okay about the rock to a, to a certain degree, but like him saying, cause cause black Adam was originally supposed to be in, in Shazam. And he was like, no, no, no black Adam's too iconic. He needs his own movie. Like nobody gave a fuck no. about black Adam until the rock set decided he was going to play black Adam. Let's be real here. All right, let's do. Can we do a scenario right now? Yeah. Okay, let's pretend I'm Dwayne. Okay. Okay. And you're like, just you. And I'm like, and we're best friends. Okay. And okay. I'm like, okay, okay. What's going on, Dwayne? What's up? What's up, Rock? <laughs> hey, hey. You think I call oh, you? Man, well, you know, hold on, hold it. on. Time out, time out, time out. Let me, let me step back. Now, if we're What's best friends, on? do I, do yeah. I call you Dwayne or would I refer to you as Rock? Oh, come on. You know my friends call me Dwayne. Okay. Okay, Dwayne. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's Dwayne-y. up, Dwayne? Dwayne, what's going on, my man? How was that workout? Oh, you get the pump? you know, just just pumping, uh, just winning, just you know, trying to influence the youth to do good. Yeah, yeah, things. yeah. But, I, I saw your you newest know, XFL. I saw your newest XFL ad where you oh, know yeah, all of the be. players, you know, had to be stoked to see you know you somebody who never made oh. it to the pros, but. You know, they're on their way yeah, to the pros. Yeah, I got you know. bad knees and stuff. But, hey, it's not about me. It's about giving back to everybody. Right, you know right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah, sponsors don't pay for that. But, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just hanging. Hey, hey, hey. No, I feel like we're getting a little naked. Anyways, uh, I got this great thing. You're going to love this. I okay. know you're into DC, right? You like comic books and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do some stupid podcasts. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, with this, with this hack. Yeah. Yeah, with some like short little artist guy. Yeah. Know, he's tiny. I heard he's like a big fan of my uncle. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, Anyways, uh, so I'm doing this. You're gonna love this. I know you're a big, you're, big Batman fan. Wait, wait, well, ba- you're, wait, 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 wait. Are you, are you, are you gonna be what? like Bane, or uh, are you gonna play? Well, well, uh, hey, don't let me let me get to it. Listen, I'm gonna be probably the most iconic DC character of all time. I, you know, I, I just, I, you know what? I, can't you see me? Come on. I could see you, see you, you would need a really good wig to be Superman. What do you mean? And and I feel like Henry Cavill is doing a pretty whoa, whoa, good job. Whoa, back up. You know? I'm not talking about Superman. Dude, Black Adam, man. Like, what, you, what, what the fuck are you Black, talking about? Black Adam. Black Adam. Everybody knows he, Black Adam, is, right? Isn't he, like, the bad guy in Shazam? I need to get, what, what do you mean he's the bad guy? I heard he was, like, kind of like, you know, like an anti, anti-hero guy. No, right? he's he's pretty much a dictator, dude. Um, and he, yeah, yeah. Oh, somebody's getting the smackdown after this. This <laughs> is some bullshit. Anyways, well, we're going to just completely take the character in a new direction. Okay. He's going to be the face of superhero movies. What, Black Adam. What, Black Adam. But I feel, like, I feel like Superman is already the face of superheroes. He's like the most iconic superhero of all time. So if you're going to play uh, the most iconic superhero of all time, Dwayne, I, I guess I'm confused. Listen, do you want a Ford truck or not? Just go <laughs> along with what I'm saying okay, okay, okay. and I'll give you a truck, okay? Can I, can I get a Raptor? Be the, whatever you want. Just okay. go along. I want you to go on the fucking podcast and tell people that Black Adam's the best, okay? And that I'm playing him because I'm the rock. Uh, and scene. That would that went really well. I think. Well done. Yeah, I really I really felt you get oh, into character. I can't hear you. One sec, Re- reconnecting. Oh, I th- I, I really uh, and I'm back. I, <laughs> I really felt you get into character. You know, for that 
from that scene. I could see you 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 sat up a little straighter, your pecs, you kind of pushed them out a little bit. Like I saw you uh, take some questionable supplements right before the scene. Uh, I was doing the weird pause at the rock. He always does these pauses. Yeah. Notice when he's talking. Yeah. What? He turns his head when he's talking to people. Yeah. You did the people's uh, eyebrow, which was which was really great. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? What do you what do you mean? He's not iconic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. We're gonna have Kevin Hart play um, Robin. It's gonna be awesome. So so we're gonna have Black Adam and Robin. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. I'd actually watch that movie. I would. I'm not gonna lie. I probably would too. Yeah. Kevin Hart running in there. Hey guys. Yeah, I'm ready to fight. And they're like. Pfft. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm going to am I going to go see Black Adam in theater on opening day? Yes, of course I am. It's th- decked out in all of your rock gear. I, if, if I had rock gear, I totally would. Um, I, I thought you wore his. Um, doesn't oh, I, he have like a line of athletic stuff? Yeah, it, my my hoodie got ruined, so it uh, oh. I don't have it anymore. So I'm sad. Guess you're gonna have to get that Black Adam hoodie. I guess I'm gonna have to get that Black Adam hoodie. But yeah, no, I'm gonna go see it opening night. Do I have high hopes? Do I think that, you know, what he says, the 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 power of the DC universe is changing? No, I don't think that at all. But uh, you know, or the hierarchy is what he says. But we'll see. I'll, I'll, I I mean, I, I hope that it's a good movie. I do know that they filmed that they did uh, uh, like some additional scenes to make it more connected with the other movies. So my guess is that they filmed a scene with him and some other superhero. Um, well, there's that Shazam movie that's coming out here. In a few that months, would make right? the most sense, right? That would make, the I think most that's sense. what they're going to do. Yeah. They even hint at it in the trailer where they're like, whose chair is that? Yeah. And they're all sitting in their chairs. Yeah. So I have a feeling that he's going to, he'll show up as like the villain or something as the big baddie for them to fight or something at the end. And then but if they become friends, they, I'm out. If they become friends, I'm out. I hope they don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. If they become friends, he has to be a villain. Like I want the rock kicking the shit out of out of these fucking kids. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it'd be cool if, if they do it where like, you know, he shows up at the end to be the, their big baddie for whatever the next movie. Yeah. The, and then in this black Adam movie is all like how he got to that point. You know what I mean? I would, I could that see that. Be cool. I could definitely That'd see that. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then you could bring in like wonder woman and, um, yep. You know, uh, Superman or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Swap thing, somebody. Yep. There we go. Yeah, hey, swamp swamp thing. thing. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, why are they doing a Swamp Thing movie? Seems like it would be just easy. No brainer. Because the TV show flopped and people are afraid, but because they don't, I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, the, the source material the is right there for good. you, motherfuckers. Like, it's right there. Like, let's yeah. go, <laughs> you know? I mean, Swamp Thing himself looked amazing in the yeah. mo- in that show. He did. It's just, it had all the, like... It was CW, man, at its core. Let's be honest. Yeah, it was like, um, I know people love that Riverdale show, but my doctor wife and I uh, watched, like, an episode or two of that, and um, it was just so cheesy and goofy, I just, I just couldn't, we couldn't get into it, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's how it felt, right? Like that Swamp Thing show just felt. Um, I mean, I did love all the attention the podcast got for it. Like that was uh, that was great. the best. That was the best. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe I should go watch it now. I only watched the first episode, and I was like, "This is a pile of dog shit." Maybe. Oh, I, I didn't get past episode one. Yeah. Too bad. Maybe I need to watch it. I don't know, but 
I don't think did I it ever even finish. I thought they canceled. I mean, I remember they canceled it after like episode two. Like, yeah, oh, they finished the show. season. They finished the season, okay. but uh, that was it. Jeez, yeah, that's a bummer. Well, hey, you know what? I'm going to change gears. Over at Bosco's right now in Anchorage, uh, they've got so every August, right? Yeah, they do this back issue sales, and <sighs> throughout the year, what people don't realize is Bosco's. They get they field inquiries all over the state of Alaska, and so if you got say say like you're like I'm I've, been, I've lived in Alaska for ten years I've been an avid comic reader but I got to drive my butt down to like Miami sell, Florida they, sell, they they buy collections for folks, so they buy people's collections yeah and some of the collections are like people that were like oh I was going to plan on open a comic shop just with vintage comics or whatever so anyways and then they open the doors. And they started off, they stack it so like the first week, it's $4 every issue. Second week, it's $3 every issue. Nice. Then it, and then it half-lifes after that. So like I think next week, like right now I think it's $2 yeah. or something or a dollar. And then the following week, it's going to be like the last week in August, it's going to be 50 cents an issue. Wow. I'm going – I'm actually going to go probably this weekend with f- our first guest of the Revenge Tour. Uh, Mr. Mr. Ron Trembath. Ron, Tre- Ron Trembath, yeah. Awesome. We're going to grab some coffee oh, and go hi. get some back issues. Yeah. Uh, it'll be kind of – that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, so, you know what? I have news. Personal oh. news. Personal news. Uh, personal, oh, so, personal news. So well, – but it's comic-related. It's comic-related. Uh, I'm out of Operation Blue, and you've sold the rights to some overseas company. Is that what I'm going to hear here? <laughs> no. Now no, I'm going to no. have to sue you. No, I wouldn't. Happening. I wouldn't do dirty like that. Uh, but Lethal Comics looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it was a year ago. Do you remember a year ago when I talked about uh, you know, wanting to 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 possibly look at getting into like pressing, cleaning, and pressing comics? Oh yeah, you were going to do it for um. So you could be like, what is, what's it called? Like CDC certified yeah. or something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it kind of, things got, you know, life happens. It got put on the back burner. But I actually, uh, one of the things uh, when I was on vacation, when we were on vacation, I was talking to the queen about it um, because she has like a very, very good like attention to detail, right? And yeah. on, on the like, on the cleaning side. And um, we're going to do it together. So, uh Oh, dude. So, and that'd be a nice little like side business for you guys too, right? Yeah. So what we're going to do, so I'm going to order the press um, probably in the fall. So September, October, November, somewhere somewhere in the next few months, I'm going to order the press. And then yeah. her and I are going to spend the next year. Uh, I'm going to be going to like buying these, you know, quarter comics, dollar comics, stuff like that. And just kind of learning, watching a lot of videos, learning the process of how, how everything works. Um and I'm gonna start Just getting to tell into you that. Guys, so once you guys got it down pat, then you guys can actually open for business, huh? Yeah. So what would you do? Would you go to like comic shops in your area and let them know that you're doing that, or would you have to like get certified or registered with the agency or something that does all the certifications? Uh, no, uh, people do it themselves. People open up their own businesses and do it. They all all you would need to submit to those is just an account with like CGC. You would just need an account for them to submit. Um, oh, okay. Which I've had. Oh, CGC. In, yeah. Okay. Well, I just call it CDC. That's well, there's CGC and then CBCS um, okay. are, the, are the two big ones. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be part of it. You know, I would go to uh, Olympic Cards and Comics, let them know uh, that I'm yeah. doing it. I, I know that uh, Chris down at I Like Comics, um, they're big on the vintage game and they send stuff off. So I would let him know, you know, that I'm doing it. Um, yeah. And, and basically just kind of document the entire process as I do it, as we learn, you know, learn the ins and outs of how everything works. Um, how, do you fig- how do you figure out the billing for that? Would you, do you just... Is it by the issue or what? Yeah, so people do it by, you know, from what I've seen and from what I've done, I've from what I've paid, because I've paid yeah. to have comics clean and press. And, like, if you're not doing that and you're, like, a serious collector who send your stuff off to get graded, like, you're leaving money on the table, uh, realistically. Um, and with the collection market being yeah. just blowing up right now, it's kind of yeah. crazy not to. And so, you know, it goes, people, a lot of people that I've seen, they do it based off of, you know, the value of the book, um, you know, if it's silver, uh, modern age, you know, the age, you know, the era of the book, because that's different paper styles, right? They use different paper yeah. for the different uh, uh, eras of, of comic pressing or of comic printing, you know, so. Right. I imagine of, the older it is, the more delicate you have to be just because that paper is just so. Yeah. Yeah. Disposable. Yeah. And so. um so in the, this fall, we're going to, we're going to start, her and I are going to start learning how to, learning how to do it. Dude, that's awesome. And I've man. already got, you know, I've got the, I've got the area to do it. I can just, uh, you know, my TV's sitting on two stands in the middle. I could move it over. And then on the other side, I could have the little print, the little press right there. And then, uh, or you could do what you were telling me about when I was there. You could, uh, mount that TV up on the wall. I, I do want to do that. I want to do that. And then, that. and then you'd have all that space underneath. You could just so much room for activities, right? So um, much room for activities. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's the plan, man. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. We got and 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 I she was surprisingly like really into it and thought that would be fun because she has, you know, her eye her eye for detail is better than mine will ever be, especially when it comes to. You know, finding those little imperfections. She has a much steadier hand than you as well. I've seen, I've seen your uh, signing abilities. Yes, she has a steadier yeah. hand than I do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'd be operating the press. You know, I'd be operating the press yeah. machine, and then you know she'd be doing the the the, the detail work. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. Well, I guess I have news for us then. Okay. Are you about to tell me that you sold Operation Blue to some company and I'm and I'm done? Yeah, you're out, man. Fuck. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, but it does involve Operation Blue. Okay. Uh, well, you already know this, but I, I guess it's new. It'll be new to the 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 readers of the few pages that we've put out. Uh, Doctor Wife has come on because yes. people don't know this, but she actually works with a few. Um, like New York Times bestselling authors for uh, in the fantasy genre because my because she reads a, a lot, lot of urban fa- a lot she of urban lot. fantasy stuff yeah like what are the people, probably people, the most avid readers I've ever met yeah when people go oh I read a lot oh I read a lot too and I'm like and I'm like no no you don't understand you don't you don't understand <laughs> yeah yeah it's like we're talking like 800 pages a night yeah it's fucking stupid yeah. And then going back and reading like other chapters to get because she jumps back and forth and be anyways. But so she does like some social media stuff and then she does like some kind of like editorials. I guess it's like stuff that basically, you know, she gets paid for it by these authors. Yeah. And so um, she uh, uh, 
we, I had her. We know, brought her in. Some, we brought her in. We brought her in. There's some stuff that I was like, I need to rewrite this. Yeah. And she's like, well, let me look at it. You know, I'm kind of doing some stuff like this with some people. And um, yeah. She was like, was, this is dog shit. There's a couple part where she was like, this doesn't even fucking make sense. The pacing is all wrong. Just in the dialogue. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like, oh, OK. So, what you know, and basically it's kind of nice. I took her out for dinner and we took the scripts and I spent probably way too much money. But, uh, well, it's tax deductible because it was working. That's right. Uh, and uh, the great thing was, but yeah, no, we went through, we probably went through almost like the first issue cool. of just – Tightening stuff up. I love Nothing that, man. Huge, no huge change. Yeah, and it was just one of those where it was like, it just made everything so much better. Well, it, it, it goes to show what a good editor can do, you know, because, you know, you and I, we we get stuck. You know, we're, we're sitting here. We're having a good time. We're writing. Um, and then we, yeah, it stays we, that way was, for a year, you know, and not, okay. Yeah, and when, like, now that I'm doing the art on the pages, uh, you know, we'd go back and forth where I'm like, dude, I have to rewrite this. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Where we, you know, like, we were partying way too hard on this page. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Yeah, like, what? This doesn't even make sense. Um, but, no, like, it, yeah, it's good just having that outside um Outside perspective. perspective. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah, like, it, we're, we're two white dudes writing women, too. So having that other perspective yeah. you know a perspective uh you know a and, woman's and perspective. having a non-white woman yes uh, you know writing some stuff on there and it uh it really helped but no, it was good uh it definitely uh it's nice to have i don't i haven't had the opportunity to work on a ton of, like with uh, a lot of like real hands-on like that's the big thing with like, when you work for like some of the bigger companies you know the everybody thinks that you're like working hand, side by side with editors and stuff and really what it comes down to is they're just like did you get all the shit in on time yeah you know like okay um we're processing your check now right here's the next here's the next batch of work right like really that's all it comes down to you know the uh, very rarely do you get if you're getting editorial notes you really got to be messing up bad right especially the, you know especially from the artist perspective i don't know what it is for the writer but definitely for sure artist perspective it's very rare but that's also because most editors have more of a writing background than they do yeah an art background it's yeah. very rare it is but um yeah I, no it's exciting um i'm excited uh, about it i think it's great yeah, it's definitely getting me uh, like up out of like up off my ass and getting pages in production faster and yeah. Well, I, I and you know, that, I think you know the readers and the listeners they they understand and they know that like we're we're essentially giving them a free comic to read. So I feel like they're pretty patient with us, uh, which we appreciate everybody. Thanks. Yeah, and if they're not patient, then I guess just wait till it's done yeah so yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what to tell you you're getting it for free yeah exactly yeah. like we're giving you a free podcast and now we're giving you a free book so like and like i said like that's like to do one page takes like a good like 15 hours of yeah. my life yeah so so factor that into i also work yeah it's professional comic book that, that you do that you do so it's a lot. It's a um, lot. Yeah, you're a busy yeah, man. Yeah. You're a busy man making shit happen. So, so right. We're gonna have a cool book, and I think can't um, wait. It'll do. And listen, yeah. And we and we kickstart it. It will be done. Yeah. And it will be just pre. It'll be just pre. Um, uh, what you call it? Pre-print orders. That's all it'll be. Yep. That's yeah. I don't. Do we want to do a digital? 
I know people love doing that digital thing. I mean, we could. I just, I don't know. I think we just. I... Also, you know what? I, Doctor Wife said she's going to also do. She so for a lot of the things that she does, some of the services she provides. Yeah. It's so, when these books get ready to drop, right? She does like which character are you? And then you like, she'll, and oh, so it's cool. all subscribe. She'll send out like these, this 20 questionnaire and all the qu- answers will be set up so that it shows what percentage you'd lean in. So you'd be more like Vic or Barbie or Murph or something like that. Yeah. And we're, she was telling me she's got all that shit. Well, already tell her, up. tell her that, so, you know, uh, you know, King crabs on me next time I come up as a, as a thank you for helping out. So done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah, I we'll do some. I think when we're done with the project, we should do we should do a big get together someplace. Um, especially like if we end up whether it gets it goes to a publisher or we, I think we still have to do the Kickstarter thing regardless of the publisher. I agree. Yeah. Um and once we're all done with that, I really think that that we need to do like a big party for it or something. I think that would be 100%. fun or just a fucking vacation vacation <laughs> or even shit, dude. Uh, I, I bet you, um, you know, either Bosco's or, um, I, I know that, uh, Olympic cars at Gabby at Olympic cars and comics, uh, floated the idea of having us do a signing. So do something like that. Fly, she's going to fly me and uh, Dr. Wife down. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, it probably probably depends on how how good we do at the Kickstarter and where we're where we're getting published. Yeah. So we'll just know. we'll just see how it goes. Um, you know, even if even if it just stays, you know, mom and pop. Like I don't even just, care. It's, yeah, it's just us. If we're able to get enough attention for it, um, like I said, like she's got some really great initiatives in line for for us once we get closer to that finish line to be able to do that cool that like we can make a good i think we can make a really good like make it fun for not only the subscribers but like fun for us because yeah. there'll be more like social interaction and stuff yeah um it, it'll be really some of the stuff she was showing me that we could do is just it's so easy and simple and yeah makes like, and it just makes the world it makes such a such a big difference you know um yeah i'm excited I can't wait. I can't wait to see what she's got. Uh, what she's got planned. So, and I know a place where we can, you and I can take it and pitch it for film. There we go. I have a re- I have a resource. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, the number one movie on Netflix <laughs> was called Purple Heart, and it's a giant bag of shit. So to say, did that you watch we- it? No, I fucking refuse. Um, <laughs> I fucking refuse to watch it. Fuck! Now I gotta watch. Now we, we should do audio commentary on it. I but I'm not military. I can't do it for like a military movie. No, because there's gonna be but so you many. You can make like, fun of it for guys. being a piece of shit. Just like just where they're just like uh, what's it, pandering to like. Uh, oh, it's you know you know that movie is just a pandering hardcore pandering movie. There's a lot of stopping, looking in the mirror, and saluting the yeah, flag oh. in the background. <laughs> there better be. <laughs> There better be. Meanwhile, what? you know, this is we have to pretend to make our marriage look real. Otherwise, I'm going to get in serious trouble. That's like the whole plot of the movie, right? They do a fake marriage uh, because she the, really. The, yeah. So the 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 girl in it, she's like an aspiring singer, uh, singer songwriter. 
and uh, she finds out she has diabetes. I watched the trailer. Um, and uh, oh, she has diabetes. Doesn't like forty percent of the country have was, diabetes? So, at this so she gets married to this guy that she meets because he's a marine, because so yeah. she can get the ben- the health benefits, right? And he's like, "Listen, we got to make sure that we got to pretend that this marriage is real." Because you know, right. contract marriage. We should probably are, have sex too, con- just so pe- just in people in case people ask. Yeah. So like, contract marriages are like the boogeyman in the in the military. Like, if you get a fake marriage and we find out, we're gonna prosecute you. You know how hard it is to prove a fucking contract marriage. You know how many Marines, like, you know, they're twenty years old and their first time at the strip club and they just marry a stripper that they just met, like. That shit. I love her. We yeah. love each other. Meanwhile, that happens all the time. But yeah, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we gotta pretend this is real. We have to, or I'm gonna go to jail. It's like get the fuck out of here. Listen, I Dude, worked. That premise sounds stupid. As I worked in the brig in the Marine Corps. That is what I did. I in my in my time, my entire time, uh, we never had one person in for a fucking contract marriage. This guy's got a contract marriage. Throw him, throw him in the hole. Yeah. So <laughs> absurdity of it. So, you know, it, we, I'm just all I'm saying is Operation Blue could be a hit. If that's the number one movie in America on Netflix, Operation Blue that's could be a hit. Number one movie. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. Well, on that note, man, why don't we get into what we're reading? Let's do that, it. Before my heart just completely breaks. <laughs> God. Oh, all right. So I know this was a book that you were excited about, and uh, I I didn't even know about it, and I saw an ad for it, and I was like, "Oh, the cover of this looks really fucking cool." And you were like, "Well, it was supposed to come out like a year and a half ago." I I had it pre-ordered, and I ended up canceling because I just didn't know when it was going to come out. Yeah, so it 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 came out this last week. Uh, It's called uh, uh, Negaloid: The God Network. So it's by Vincent Perot. Is that how you say his name, Vincent Perot? And it was I don't I don't it was I think originally, it's a European book, right? Yeah, so it's a French graphic novel translated into English and uh it's about a post-apocalyptic world where there's dinosaurs and uh this I'm in. S- s- Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. It's it's be- it's gorgeous book. Let me uh let me see if I can find a cool page yeah. to show you. But I'm only I'm through the first chapter and it's basically yeah. setting up the story where this guy's like a dinosaur. He's like herding triceratops so that's what he does and okay. in this post-apocalyptic world and something happens like these other humans uh show up to um i don't know kill kill a t-rex and then all of the triceratops and that that are in his herd end up getting killed and uh Ooh. and so he's basically out for out for revenge so here's some of the pages on it. I don't know if you can see it because of the lighting. Oh, yeah. Dude, that looks... Oh, I'm going to have to get that. It's, that looks great. So, yeah, I'm only through the first chapter that basically just sets up the story of him basically like, I'm going to make these motherfuckers suffer the way that I and my herd has suffered. Um, Dude, I'm in. I'm it's, in. That sounds it's great. It's pretty epic, man. Uh, you know, Vincent Perot, I, I'm, I'm not... You know, obviously, he's a, he's a French artist and writer uh, that I have not heard of, but... I'm definitely going to be on the lookout for more stuff of his because it's it's yeah. just a it's just gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. So he does um so he he's the writer and artist and then Florence Breton does the colors and then Lauren 
Lauren Bowes does the lettering, and then the, there's a translator, Montana Kane, translates it to English. Oh, um, wow. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I remember I, what was eye-catching was the, that great cover design, just a great the, illustration dude, of the cover. This cover is gorgeous. It's very Mobius-esque. Yes. And so like when I saw it online uh, years ago, I was like, oh, man, what is this thing? And yeah. I imagine it's probably just delays with translation and everything like that. Yeah, you know? and it's put out by Statics Press. Uh, I'm not familiar with them. Um, okay. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I've heard of Statics. All I know is as soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw the cover for it, um, and you said, oh, I've, I've been trying to get that. So I, I, I text, uh, you know, the one of the managers who works or the purchasing manager who works at Gabby's. And I was like, yo, I, I need this. Cool. And she's <laughs> like, I got you. So, yeah, nice. we, we made it happen. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I uh, read something that you read actually a couple months ago. OK. And you're like, oh, because, you know, I'm always looking. My biggest thing is like I'm always looking for good action books. Yeah. And there's really just not. And it's nothing against – it's just right now people aren't publishing a lot of – they're just not publishing a lot of action-heavy books. Right. Like there's not a huge like want for it. Right. People want more – to be more invested stories with a little bit more – that are more in-depth, I guess. Yeah. Right? And um, you said, oh, hey, uh, you got to check out this book. Uh, it's called The Legend of Luther Strode. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I was like – I. I've got a bunch of credit at one of the used bookstores and they had like a brand new copy of it just sitting there for like six bucks. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh, okay. I guess we can tap into the credit reserves for this. This sounds great. Yeah. Um, and I love that used yeah. bookstore too. Oh, man, it's such a good store. Um, uh, and yeah, man, it was, uh, I have a lot of questions, but that's good because that means that like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's unanswered in the book, right? It's just, they it sets up this crazy thing where there's these like crazy powerful dudes that basically just beat the shit out of one another. And their like sole purpose is like, like killing. Yeah. And anyways, Trad, uh, what's his name? Is it Trad Moore? Trad yeah, Moore. Trad Moore. Yeah. Um, who one is the only guy in comics has a cooler first name than me. Um, cause he has an R yep. in his tab. Yep. Um, bastard, um, but, <laughs> but his work's really stylized and it just works really well. Like it, everything's like really fast paced and like super, like the super vibrant and the violence is fun. It's not just, go it doesn't come off as gory, even though it is gory. Like, you know, people are like cutting their limbs off. It's gory off. for a purpose though. Like it, it, it's, yeah. But the gore is done in a sense of like, it's very design heavy. Like it's a, yes. it's. Every panel's done as like a design. So if there's blood being thrown, it's done in this cool way so that you know it's blood, but it's not just like pfft, yeah. it's like blood just slopping all over the place. Like an like I don't know. Like I hated that around, um, I, you know, like you know how I, I always said I wasn't really a big fan of the boys comics. Yeah. Um, because at that time, like that was the style. Everything was like super detailed and it's super gory, and it was just like more gore and grossness you could fit on the panel, the, right? Right. The better. And I, I never really got into that. It just was never my style. Um, and there were certain publishers that like that was the lane. You know, that was right, their lane. Right. And um, uh, like the Legend of Luther Short is horribly gory. But it's done in a way where it's more designy and it works. Like it, you, they, he uses the gore, like blood shooting out of somebody's chest. He uses it in a way to like captivate the eye and move it through the panel. So right. he's like, 
he's not just trying to fill the panel with as much detail as possible. He's like actually trying to create like a sense of flow on the page. And he does a really great job of that. Agreed. It's fantastic. Agreed. Uh, I really wish there was a volume two because um, they get past kind of like the first like big bad guy at the end, like this great giant fight. Oh, yeah. I have the complete I have the complete story. So you just have. Oh, this is just vol- so there's a volume two then. Yeah, so there's a complete. There's the which one is that? The legend. So that's the legend. That's the last volume, I think, or the second to last volume. Oh, this is volume two that I read. Oh my god. Yeah. So there's a volume one. Is there a volume three then? I believe so. Because it doesn't say. Let me go get mine. Like Let me a- go get mine, and I'll tell you which which volume that is. You talk I about know the it's book volume more two. It while I grab it. On the side. Yeah. I, just, I thought it was volume – wow, look at that, folks. I'm an idiot. I thought it was volume one. I was just so excited to actually just read The Legend of Luther Strode just because of the art that uh, I completely completely spaced that it was a volume two. Yeah, right. yours looks sig- – now, do you have all the individuals or is that just one big – No, oh, I have looks one significantly big thick. graphic novel. So volume – this is uh, – so it's uh, three volumes. So volume one is the strange talent of Luther Strode. So that's and then volume. So I completely skipped volume one and yep. then I haven't even hit volume three. Yep. OK, so there is a lot more to this. Yep. The second, the one you have, the legend of Luther Strode. And then the third is the legacy of Luther Strode. Well, now I have to be even more complimentary because I completely skipped volume one, came in ha- at the halfway point and it didn't even matter that I didn't know exactly. Like that was the whole thing. I was like, who are these guys? It's not addressing like what they are. Yeah. You don't need it. It's such a good and compelling now, story. Is, and it's is, so interesting. Is issue is volume two the one where there's an issue where it's all in Russian? That might be no, volume. No. That, so that's volume three. So that's probably my favorite issue. Um, interesting. Is he's in this Russia looking he... looking for one of the other people like him. And obviously okay. he doesn't speak the language. So him and his lady friend that he's with, yeah. they're like they have no idea. Like the whole book is in Russian except for them. So we're like in their perspective having no idea what the other person is saying. And it's oh, a really wow. great it's a really great issue. Yeah, this one is um, he's basically uh, is where he loses the mask. He's got a mask yeah. on and he f- finally takes it off. And um, he gets reunited with his, like, girlfriend, and he fights his kind of first, um, <laughs> like, this gimp guy. Yep. Uh, yeah, which that guy's pretty – he's a badass. Yeah. Um, f- weird as fuck, but he's a badass. Oh, um, you should see yeah. volume one, dude. Volume one is, the like, the full transformation of how he becomes how he is. Uh, okay. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the art is really – it's just great. They did a really good job with this book. Um, I can't say enough good things. I'm going to have to try and get the, the full on collection. Like what you, you have are, it's, it's, I feel it's worth it. I feel, sh- I feel like I shortchanged myself. I yeah. Know. It's definitely I worth it. it. Yeah. I read that. And then, um, I, I picked up a bunch of, from that, yeah. uh, that big sale. I bought a bunch of series cause they had, there was a couple boxes in there that were just, giant collections of people taking the whole series and stuffed it in a bag like a so bag if you if you can find the early issues of uh wildcats the jim lee stuff you're not gonna f- what? let me know there was a lot of wildcats but i didn't see anything i didn't i didn't see any number ones yeah um there was a lot of stuff in like the teens 
Okay. Um, and I actually picked up because I'm a big Travis Sheree fan. I picked yeah. up a bunch of Travis Sheree issues, but I could go look. There was a bunch of there was a whole like like long box of. I'm just on a Jim Lee kick right now, stuff. so you know. I could go look. Um, I'm going to be reading these series throughout the next probably uh, couple episodes. Cool. Uh, but you want to hear what I picked up? And I got these. I mean, I got all these for. I don't know, a few bucks, yep. you know, like it really didn't cost me anything. What do you got? What do you got for me? So I got this series called Beautiful Killer okay. by Black Bull Entertainment. I don't know. I've never even heard of them, but it was like it's Jimmy Palmiotti wrote it. Cool. Phil Noto illustrated all the interiors, and then Adam Hughes did concepts and wow. did all the cover design work. So I was like, okay, I got to get that. And there's like four, three issues in that. And then there was some series that came out, um, a Havoc in Wolverine called Meltdown. It was like an 80s series. I never knew and that those two teamed up. I didn't either, but it's all like, you know, in the 80s, they're doing like the Bill Sienkiewicz style where it was yeah. all like painted and shit. Um, who did that? So, who did that run? Let's see. It's Walt and Louise Simonson, oh, and nice. then John J. Muth did. I think he did the colors. Wow. Um. Oh, so, oh, this is interesting. So Walt and Louise Simonson they wrote it. John Muth did the artwork for Havoc. Kent Williams did the the artwork for Wolverine. Cool. So you they you literally had two different artists based on the characters. So I'd be curious to see how they divvied that up. That's neat. But I might I'm, have to get my hands on that. Dude, they got a whole bunch of them. Actually, your uh, your cuz uh, Matty K was, I he was hitting me up about it and seemed like if they had, I offered to go back and get it for him, but he was like, no, I'll just get it here locally. I can sure I can find it in town. I can pick it up for you if you want, man. They had a whole bunch like pick it up. Tons of yeah. Um, yeah, let me see if I can find a good page. Yeah, like this is it's definitely eighties, man. Like look at I don't know if you can see that. Yep. That's awesome. You, it's a little blurry, but I get the oh oh there it is. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's yeah, it's definitely like epic podcasting. Look at this picture. Look at that picture, guys. You can't see it. Um, so I got this meltdown series that I, and it was, it was under Epic when Marvel still had their imprint in like the early nineties, Epic comics. Um, so I got that. That was like a, that's a four issue series. And then, um, I'd never actually read any wildcats and I ended up buying like a whole big fucking pile of wildcats books. That was like Um, some of my first comics that I had as a kid was wildcats. Did you have this one with the the foil cover? I absolutely <laughs> did have that one. <laughs> Fuck! I now you got, got me. Issues. Now, God damn it! Now I want to go back and get the full run. I mean, honestly, I it was definitely it definitely peak nineties. Um, oh, and then there dude. was like Cyber Force and Blood oh, yeah. Force. Like there were so many different forces. It looked like, um, they, but there was like just boxes of like mid nineties uh, image shit, and. Um, I just I picked up the Wildcats issues that had Travis Sheray. I don't know anything so about the characters. I just like the artist. If you find any original image turtle books, let me know. Dude, there is none. Well, you have to remember, like the first week of this. True, everyone like, all went the, in col- and... the collectors come through and they just anything they think is worth money. Yeah, they. But like, there's t- you know me. I'm more about. I don't care about 
collection stuff. I'm yeah. more about like what are good storylines to read and who are like good artists that, yeah. you know, that I could, I could sample their work and look at it and be like, okay, take something, you know, learn something from. Yeah. And, uh, but there's like whole swaths of like Adam Kubert runs on Wolverine and X-Men from oh, back nice. in the day. Um, there's a bunch of, I mean, you name the character, they've yeah. got like runs on it. It's stupid how much cool shit's in there. Now watch, they're going to, this podcast going to come out and everybody's going to go. But, um, I, and I also got, speaking to the Cuberts, I got this weird Doc Savage, Andy and Adam Cubert, uh, like oh, run. Oh, cool. Yeah, where they both did the art. It must have been some of their first work because like 1987. Wow. Like it was That's probably cool. like right out of school. Yeah. It's weird too because it looks, it looks a lot. Oh, it says Adam and Andy, but man, some of the stuff looks so much like Joe. And yeah. I know Joe was probably doing corrections on their shit. He had to admit, it just looks too much like Joe. Some of the, some of the poses and the, <laughs> the inks and stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah, it definitely. Joe was helping out somewhere. He had to have been. Oh, I'm There's sure. No way. Yeah, but yeah. So I got like, I don't know. I mean, that was cost me like 15 bucks. That's for, awesome. For, I don't know, 20 comics or something. Yeah, I need to go check out some back issues. Gabby's actually has a really good back issue section that I've never. But do they know what? Do they know what the comics are worth? Are they all individually priced? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I just, uh, but I like sometimes we can get, sometimes you you can get deals and and whatnot. And they have, they have sales like that too, but I've just never, the one time I went to peruse the back, their back issues was, uh, on Sunday and there was somebody standing directly in my way and I couldn't really get into what I wanted to look for. So I just like, I'm not going to sit around here all day. I'm just going to bounce. Yeah. I normally, in the past, I just was like, I don't need a bunch of extra crap. I don't want more stuff in the sure. studio, right? It's already small enough. And um, But last year, I went in there, and I got a bunch of like these weird like Ashley Wood magazines. Yeah. They had a bunch of, you know, like, I think I read them for the podcast, um, and they just had like a bunch of short stories on them and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I probably, I should probably start checking this out more because I could probably find stuff that, like that, wolverine havoc no idea it even existed right you know if it sucks i can just give it away to somebody or you know whatever um you know i don't necessarily need to have it right um but uh yeah i just i don't know it's one of those the more i kept sitting back there was going like shit there's this is like people's entire careers yeah just sitting in a box just like kind of discarded being sold for like a buck a pop Nobody cared. Like this was like somebody's life for yeah. a fucking, you know, that's wild. Year. Right? Yeah. It's weird when you think about it, like, it's almost like I started getting kind of like sad, like, Oh shit. Like I'm going to kill myself for some of these books and they're just going to end up in some bargain bin someplace. It's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, especially, I mean, but right. you know I'm, what? At the same time, those, some of those books are, you know, they had their, they had their time and I'm sure that yeah. those people enjoyed them while they had them. And then, you know, well, it's it's commercial art, man. Yeah. You know, like as much as we hate to, I think sometimes people in the industry kind of forget that that right. they take themselves a little too seriously and they take the work that we're doing a little too seriously. It's not like it's not like we're working on a cure for cancer, man. Right. It, you know what right. I mean? It's like it's short lived entertainment. But that people you know what? I'll counter that and ah. say, you know what? You might be working on something that uh, could help get somebody through cancer. So. That's true. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to take any like no, power know. from just it. It's you just, shit. 
I mean, you're you're right. You're right. Like what people when you create entertainment stuff, it's just like when you download like um, all these streaming platforms, right? Yeah. Especially the free ones, and you're like, what's going to be on this free one? And then you realize, oh, there's more shit on Tubi than there is Amazon and uh, Netflix combined, and you just forget, like, right. dude, these are this is like. This is a real industry. Like, there's so much shit that gets made that nobody ever fucking sees. Yeah, it's kind of wild to really it think is. about it. There's just so much. We just there's so much out there. Yeah, and really, like, we only remember and celebrate that like one percent of like novels and yep. TV yep. and movies and comics and and even music. Like, oh, oh yeah, like kind of crazy to think about it like that, right? Like, it is. You, you, the whole human condition is like you want to create something that lasts forever, but it's, you realize like nothing. It's very rare. Very, very few things lifetime. last forever. Yeah. Or even lasts like a, an extra generation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Unless you're – what's her name? Uh, who's the gal that uh, had the, the the big song go – platinum because of netflix or because oh, yeah, of yeah. Uh, sophia, stranger things sophia bush no uh i think that's right yeah sophia yeah 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 who would have thought right yeah she did that that song in like what 86 85 yeah and now it's the like a month ago is the number one song in the world it's crazy i mean she she was happy to check, cash those checks so i i hope she got yeah i mean I imagine sales for her albums and stuff on iTunes probably went through the fucking roof after that. Yeah. I mean, is she tour? I don't know. Is she tour? Is she even still perform? Like, I have no idea. I doubt it. Well, she probably will now. But <laughs> yeah, they should have her just pop up and do something like I don't know, like just to do a song at I don't know the Late Show or something. Yeah, you know, right. like yeah. somewhere like Saturday Night Live. Like that would be pretty cool. That would be really neat. That'd be yeah. cool. I don't. I have no idea. I don't actually watch any of that crap. So same, same. Um, all right. All right. I feel like we're getting washed here. Yep. Yeah. Well, if I that's mean, the this case, is our second podcast. Of this the- is our second episode of the night. <laughs> that is a solid point. Um, well, in that case, then uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take us home. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. So like you're. Jumping that mini bike, over like the I'm, <laughs> like I'm hopping that mini bike off the ramp, crossing the Grand Canyon, Evil Knievel style, but That's on right. a mini van, on a mini bike that is very, very much too small for me. Um, all right, Tiger Cubs. So uh, as you heard earlier, uh, you know we're 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 revving up our Instagram account. So at Blue Tiger Revenge, go give us a follow, give us a like. Uh, we're going to be posting some cool stuff on there. And by we, I mostly mean Tad. Um, and then uh, <laughs> what do you got? Are you show me your wildcats. Showing you my wildcats. Cause I'm a wildcat. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, this is why, this is why they're like, dude, we can't have this guy work on anything. With this kind of like, animal name he's gonna be the promotion's gonna be terrible it is it's gonna be god awful uh but you know what isn't god awful uh blue tiger revenge.substack.com which is the home of uh our podcast it's the home of our web comic operation blue um you know that is where you need to go for all any and all things blue tiger revenge and operation blue related it's all there it's free it's a free subscription um you know go check it out 
Give us a follow. Give us a subscription. Share it with your friends, uh, your frenemies. Your mom. Your, your mom. Your dad. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a if you're a boss and you have co and you have subordinates, make them subscribe or you'll f- tell them you'll fire them if they don't. Um, you know, make sure you do that. Same with the Instagram and the Twitter, just so I can feel better about myself. Yep, that is correct. At Blue Tiger Pod is our Twitter account, or, is our, or handle, as uh, as the kids say. Um, let's see, what am I missing? Uh, if you're at uh, Emerald City Comic Con uh, this weekend, if you're at Rose City Comic Con and you got any cool Blue Tiger swag, wear it. Uh, hopefully I run into you. That'd be super tight. I would love that. Are uh, you going to wear yours? I might, I might rock you, something. You yeah. should wear your blue tiger shirt and be like, look for the for big bry in the big I'll, bry. I'll be there. Out. I'll be there, Roman hunting hunting on the plains. That is the showroom floor. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> come for, find me for fresh prey. That's right. That's right. Come find me. Uh, say what's up. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, and that really is all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else? Yes, I am the wildcat. That screams in the night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And this wildcat's all out of tiger milk. All right. Well, one, I can get uh, a sound effect for that. That'll sound a lot better. And two, uh, if that's the case, what time is it? Hit the music. 